This is That'sInTheBible.com That's in the Bible, episode number 69, created to spend time with Him. Times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, powers at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, saves from the chastening rod. Seek the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Hello and welcome to That's in the Bible. My name is Eric. We're glad you could join us today for episode number 69, Created to Spend Time with Him. And we are fortunate, despite some technical glitches and other sundry issues, to have the full gang here. The full house is, uh, is on, on staff today, so to speak. And uh, we're going to start with Pastor Strobel. Pastor Strobel, how are you? Doing pretty well, by the grace of God. Amen. And we have Pastor Steve. I'm doing well as well. And I know it was a little hot today. It was 93 here in the beautiful Finger Lake section, so I imagine it's similar to the temperature there in, in western New York. Yes, it was pretty warm. And speaking of warm, we've got Matthew, missionary to the, uh, the Arctic. Matt, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. About 30 degrees here, so it's a uh, heat wave here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I that's guess Fahrenheit, we... That's Fahrenheit, folks. That's right. We, I guess we <laughs> yeah. can't complain, can we, at all about 90-degree weather when you're still in the 30s there. Does it Does it get up to 40 at least? Yeah, it usually gets up to 40, 45, but, you know, when, you've got, when you're used to about negative 40 uh, with the wind chill and things, uh, 30, 40 degrees is real warm. 80-degree difference. Wow. So it took us a little while to get going here, and part of the problem was I had um, moved things around in the in the office here where I have all the podcasting equipment, which is a mixer, uh, some uh, other uh, soundboard things that are compressor, noise limiter gates. And, um, anyway, because of, uh, as Pastor Strobel informed me, the, the spaghetti mess that's in the back with all the cords... Um, and setting up a mix minus signal so that the guys don't get um, feedback on what they're hearing. I set it up wrong, and I couldn't figure out what it was. It took me about a little over an hour to try and troubleshoot that, and so finally we did. But we're also noticing that there's some uh, additional issues with Skype that um, we didn't have before, that it, it certainly doesn't sound as good. So if anybody's listening and they have ideas on how else we could host all four of us from different parts of the country and to do an audio feed together, other than Skype, something that um, might work, give us an email and you can send that to that's in the Bible at gmail.com. We'd love to hear and see what you have to say. Maybe you have some some good ideas for us on how to fix that to make the audio better. But anyway, let's uh, let's check in with the guys and Pastor Strobel. How are things in Western New York? Things are pretty well. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've been on here. I think a little over a month. If my calculations are correct. So we're glad to be back with you. Um, since that time, we've gone through a Memorial Day weekend, and for the last many years, I've been joining. A uh, group of folks down there, hosted by Pastor uh, Vince Giardino and Gospel Light Bible Baptist Church in the Rochester area, and um, that's where his church is. Camp is 
more uh, past Salamanca in the Allegheny region. It's Camp Lilolai. But uh, they host the grounds for the weekend or have the run of the grounds for the weekend. They, they have a good camp staff there that, that does the work as far as the logistic stuff. But it's a beautiful place. Uh, we have preaching in the morning and in the evening and uh, a lot of free time during the day for various activities, including what they call a ropes course, which includes some zip lines and some other uh, various things. So I have the opportunity to preach there with uh, Pastor Vince Massa from uh, Stamford, Connecticut. And uh, so it was a good time. And also, since that time, I've, we've been here, uh, been to Illinois, and then um, also back in town, just finally the old body getting run down and caught up with me and now I am recovering from bronchitis. Um, so hmm. had some antibiotics started a few days ago, actually the end of last week, and uh, started really knocking it out of my system by about Saturday morning. So was able to uh, maintain everything I did to and come through the Sunday services well. Praise the Lord. Amen. Pastor Steve, how about you? Oh, well, just uh, been staying busy. I, I think we're always busy, obviously, working a full-time job and then uh, doing what I do in the church and so forth. But a lot of things uh, outside of that, as uh, Pastor Strobel and I go to uh, Attica and and uh, had a good time there towards the beginning of the month and then um, had uh, uh, been, were invited to sing with my three sons for a revival meeting up at uh, Charity Baptist Church, Pastor Pete Wigdor uh, had some uh, evangelist in, and, and uh, we got a chance to sing on a Tuesday, and um, able to sing about three songs there for them, and uh, they seemed to be blessed by it, and, and we were appreciative of the opportunity. It, you know, I guess you know I may sound a little romantic here but you know one of the things that I've always thought would be a a blessing to do when we when the family started you know finding out how many boys and girls we're going to have and all that kind of stuff and um seeing that we had three boys and and myself that could sing uh you know putting a quartet together and and uh, being able to sing was one of those things that just kind of was in the back of the mind and and, uh, you know, just a miracle that, that uh, you know, all of them want to serve the Lord, all of them enjoy singing for the Lord and, and being able to do that. So that was a real blessing to be able to do that, um, you know, uh, preaching at Charity Mission, or Charity Mission and City Mission and then uh, have a Bible study that we do every other week for, for folks in our church and any visitors that they might uh, like to invite. And so just staying busy and meeting with family obviously father's day was yesterday and had some family over and cooked out and and uh just uh, enjoyed uh, the grandkids and and just uh being around family that uh, loves the lord and and wanting to serve him so uh just uh loving god and uh, appreciate uh, the opportunity to be able to serve him amen amen and matt how are you doing yeah i'm still not sure why uh my uh, father-in-law will not let me be part of the singing group group here. But <laughs> you already know the reason. My amazing voice. <laughs> uh, what are you trying to say? <laughs> it's already said. <laughs> well, maybe we should anyway, just let that sing right now, and we'd all understand. <laughs> I sure will. I sure will. I, I need a, a beginning note. Pass the trouble. I need to be the beginning of the seat. <laughs> uh, there we go. That's it. 
make uh, you know Pastor Steve look bad. So I'll 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 save it for later. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first, folks. So stay tuned because Matt, either this episode or next lesson, will be bringing us a, a special. So we're looking there forward to that. There you go. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, well, things have been going good here. We uh, just been staying busy. Uh, the other missionary, uh, Nick Serino, and his wife Darian, are finally back, and uh, they were gone for about a month and a half. So it's usually pretty crazy when they're gone, and uh, but it's uh, it was good, and uh, we're just preparing now for vacation school coming up in uh, mid July, and so there's a lot of stuff we got to do for that, and then we have uh, that team camp that we were talking about. We're going to start building. Um, 13 miles out down the beach, which will be really neat. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. We're praying for a lot of teenagers to come. And, and uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a uh, evangelist coming in, and uh, Tony Henry, and he's going to be coming in. He's a native uh, from uh, the North Slope here, and uh, Brother Serena was able to uh, see him get saved and be able to disciple him, and now he's an evangelist. And, Amen. Uh, so it'll be nice to have him coming in. And it's actually her wife's land. Um, her father just recently passed away. And so, of course, that goes to the kids. And, uh, you know, all of, all of this is native land. So there's no way we could have been able to do it. But the Lord worked that out so we could use. They said, no, you can go ahead and use our camp out there 13 miles away from the village. So so it's just the Lord's really worked it out so for it to uh, be able to get started. So we're looking forward to it. Amen. And the usual things here, um, just even though I'm retired now from a full-time job, somehow it still seems very busy. And I know that when I did talk to people that were retired and you would ask them, well, are you having any trouble, you know, filling the time? They would say, no, I don't know how I was able to do everything and still have a full-time job. So we're, we're keeping busy here at the same time. And the other thing I wanted to ask, I guess, everybody about, what do you guys think of the banjo? Don't, I think it's okay. Why? Don't don't jump in too fast. <laughs> All at once. <laughs> I'll let the music guy talk first. Well, as okay. I said, I, I don't see any problem with the banjo. I mean, obviously, it's more of a bluegrass instrument, but mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I don't I don't see any any problem with it. So I enjoy hearing it uh, when it's played well. Yep. Yeah. I, I've been listening to um, you know Final Fight uh, Bible Radio, and and often there's some. Um, bluegrass kind of gospel like Seminole string band and then they do mm. a little instrumental break and there's some you know finger picking of the banjo and it's just i'm thinking about learning how to play the banjo oh wow well, wow Seminole, Seminole string does a real good job we've had them at our church before and they're real good folks awesome so another one that another one that plays pretty well is matt marshall plays a, a real good uh, uh banjo so yep and his dad too now that's Brother John. Is that from the Marshall family? Yes. Yeah. I actually saw something as I was researching, which I'm doing now, what kind of banjo, you know, to get. Um, I saw, uh, is it Matt Marshall? Mm-hmm. I saw him on YouTube. He was talking about different kind of banjos and what to buy, what to play. So anyway. Wow. So we may eventually have two wow. specials coming up. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll back, yeah. maybe I'll back Matthew yeah, we'll up. Yeah, do it together. We'll do it together. So when are you, when are you going to play play the drums? Which one's going to play the drums? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, I think Mac I put could, that away from me. <laughs> I've heard a good I've heard a good mean snare drum doing some great marches uh, that sound fantastic. 
I'll get you ready to go yeah, to battle for south, the Lord. It? <laughs> yeah, it was. But it was good. I mean, yeah, man. Well, man. it certainly adds something to it, I think. Maybe it'll drown out my voice. I thought you were a good singer. <laughs> I am. I just, uh, you know, my father-in-law doesn't think so for some reason. You were, I don't know why. Oh, I see. You were worried about it drowning out your voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, oh, when are when what? are we when are we going to hear the uh, your group? When are we going to hear them? What is that? A trio, uh, I guess, or is it a quartet? Well, it's a quartet. I mean, I have Steve Jr. and uh, Jason and David and then myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, sometimes we're not able to get all four of us together. Steve's schedule kind of gets uh, kind of mixed up and stuff, so that we're not able to put it all together. But Thankfully for this one, we were able to, and, um, you know, we just, you know, we're not the best quartet, you know, and, and, uh, you know, there's times when they get excited and, and, uh, they'll maybe over sing a little bit and sing off uh, sometimes, but I'd rather have the, uh, the heart in it than to be professional and have everything, you know, just exactly so, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I was taught uh, in college for the brief time that I was there to do things, I mean, uh, professionally. And uh, I got over that, thankfully. Uh, I still believe in trying to do it the best that you can. But there are times when, uh, you know, you get uh, overjoyed by the, by the words that you're singing. And, uh, you know, it just lifts the adrenaline a little bit, you know, <laughs> Some, mm-hmm. sometimes you might just uh, sing a little bit and, and, uh, you know, cause a little bit of fluctuation in the harmony and stuff, but I'd, I'd rather have that than, than just be up there and be statues and, and, um, Amen. Amen. you know, just sing, you know, for everybody to hear how wonderful you sing. Right. Now, that's not what ministry is all about. It's, it's ministering to the people, especially there, uh, in the room at the time, uh, for the spirit of God to 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 move them and to uh, not that we're looking for results or anything, you know, the Holy Spirit can do what He wants, and that's fine. We're just the instruments by which, you know, He's He's you know using at the time. But um, you know, the, when we sang at uh, Charity Mission, it just seemed to, that the people enjoyed what was going on and and stuff. So, and, it, and when we sing Yusin. I, I'm telling you, you can't tell who's who. Uh, that's one of the things about family that sings it together, is that uh, the voices all seem to blend. Individually, we all sound different, but when we come together, it's it's like one voice that you can't tell who's singing what. Amen. <laughs> so it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. It's a blessing. So, but you, now the only recording I have of, and I know we talked about doing some recording, but the only other recordings that I have are from is it the Bear Trio from the 2010 blowout. Yeah, that uh, that one's there. I've, uh, if you were to go on uh, Pete's uh, uh, Wigdor's um, website, uh, there's uh, it's a CBC um, uh, Buffalo dot uh, com. I think that's what it is. And uh, uh, you could go to to um, this last revival, and then there should be a thing on called downloads, and it's just an audio of us, and and it has the three songs that we did there. Mm. We did um, um, "There's a Fountain." Mm. Uh, we did "What uh, How Deep the Father's Love," 
Uh, and then uh, we also did um, uh, It Is Well with our with My Soul. Amen. So are all, all those a cappella? Yes. Amen. So. All right. Well, we'll have to look for those. And uh, maybe I can put together a, uh, a sound clip and we can play it next time. Amen. Maybe get a little, until you get this first CD out. <laughs> We've been talking about that about as long as uh, no. as, as the spiritual Jew hour here. <laughs> yeah, would you like to explain that? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> That's, that'd take too long and too boring. So yeah. it's just a private joke between Eric and I. So. Amen. Good times. Yeah, amen. All right, well, let's see. Today, Matt is going to uh, bring the study. It's entitled, Created to Spend Time with Him. Matt, do you want to say anything before we get started on that? No, I guess not. I think uh, this just might be a start of a uh, short series, and it might start maybe three or four episodes. So this will kind of be the introduction to it. All right. So if you're ready, we'll go ahead and get started. Well, amen. It's so good to be here today again and do another study. Amen. All right. Well, let's turn to Genesis chapter 3. And the study I'm going to do today is, uh, of course, I mean, we could just do this study for weeks and weeks and weeks and never even cover the surface of it. Uh, But I'm just going to give you just a little uh, point of view here, a little just beginning of it. And uh, in Genesis chapter 3, well-known passage of scripture here, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. You know, the devil sure is good at what he does. You know, here is Adam and Eve. They have the perfect relationship with God Almighty. I mean, the perfect relationship with God, their creator. Here was God, and he would come down at least... Uh, once every day in the cool of the day, and he would walk and have fellowship with his creation, with with Adam and Eve. Uh, They would walk together, they would talk together. Uh, Can you imagine that? I mean, just being able to be in the presence, uh, the very presence of God, uh, no sin, anything going on like that, and here they were able to talk every single day, just walk throughout the garden, this beautiful garden together. But you know, of course, the devil uh, hates anyone spending time with the Lord. I mean, hates it. And so, of course, the devil here makes it away or uh, cuts off the communication lines between Adam and Eve and God. And don't you know that the devil does the same thing today? Look back with me to Genesis chapter 1. Again, this is uh, a study and, and it's called Created to Spend Time with Him. It's created to spend time with God. That's why we were created. Look at Genesis chapter 1. 
Look at verse 26, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fall of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now God goes through the whole entire creation here and you can read it. We're not going to take the time to do it. But uh, you go through uh, Genesis chapter 1 here and you see all these uh, animals uh, that God creates. The whales and of course the fall of the air and, and just everything in the sea and the beasts of the earth. And never once does it say that God created them in the image of God. And in verse 26 he says, let us... And he says, our image, our likeness. The reason why he says that is because we know God is a trinity. So there is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit speaking right at that uh, very instance there. If you go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So there, of course, is God the Father. Verse 2, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Uh, there's the Spirit of God. So you have God the Father, God the Son, and uh, you go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, and all that, and you see that it was Jesus Christ. Colossians 1, 16 and 17, you see it was Jesus Christ that created everything. And so you have the Trinity there. That's why he says, let us make man in our image. And uh, God creates mankind, Adam and Eve, in the image of God. Look with me to Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 2, look at verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Okay, there's the first part, which uh, of course is the physical, which the physical part would be uh, your, your body, your flesh. And <clears throat> breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. There would be the spirit. And man became a living soul. This is the first time in all of God's creation do you see that God creates man a living soul or creates anything a living soul. Uh, I hate to say it, but uh, dogs, uh, whales, uh, anything else, plant life, even all that, um, they do not have a soul. The first uh, thing and the only thing that God has created in the creation story is, of course, mankind. Look with me to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. <clears throat> and of course, if you've got any other Bible in the King James Bible, they mess with this verse here, 1 John chapter 5. They try and say it's not in the originals and all that. Uh, they, they lie to you because uh, we don't have any of the originals left anymore anyway. Uh, they're, they're not in existence. And First uh, John chapter 5. But of course, we've got a lot of proof that, uh, that they were in there, that these words were in there. And it's one of the most important salient verses on the Trinity. The God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. First John chapter 5, verse 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven. And then usually it just uh, goes down to verse 8. All right, But for there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, of course we know that's Jesus Christ according to the book of John and all that. And the Holy Ghost. Uh, and these three are one. So there you have the Trinity. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's easy to understand. Uh, you know, it's, it is. I mean, it's easy to believe. Uh, but it's hard to totally comprehend with our finite minds. Uh, how it all really goes together. Because, listen, we're we're made in the image of God. And the reason why he says that is because we have a, a trinity as well. We're made in a trinity just like God is. God has, of course, God the Father, God the Word, which is Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Ghost. So, God the Father is represent, representation of our soul. Uh, of course, the Word, Jesus Christ, is physical, flesh. You know, he came down and was manifest in the flesh. That would be, of course, representation of our flesh. 
And then the Holy Ghost, that would be, of course, the spirit that's within us. So when you and I were created, and Adam and Eve were created as well, they were created something special uh, with a soul, with a body, soul, and a spirit. Look at me in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I know probably a lot of you already know this, but this is just giving us a little foundation uh, for the study today. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And uh, we're going to go to verse... I mean, we can, we can go back to verse 17. That's even good, too, going along with the study. First, first Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Verse 16, rejoice evermore. I mean, uh, that's one thing that we need to do. And also verse 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now look with me in verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, he keeps uh, reiterating the fact that we are a trinity. We are a right there spirit, a soul, and a body. There's three parts to us. That's how we were created in the image of God. Now, I'll just say this. I I love my dog, all right? I've got a yellow lab, my wife and I, and uh, our lab loves, of course, play with our son. Our son Jacob's about nine months, a little over nine months old now, and they're just best friends and all that. And, you know, they say that dogs are man's best friend. And, I mean, they're so loyal, and people like cats, and, you know, that's all right. Uh, I won't hold that against them, but uh, but I don't really know too many cats that will run and be all excited when you come home. I know there are some that do that, but uh, dogs are just very loyal. And there was a time there when Jennifer, my wife, had to go back to New York. We're in Alaska now on the mission field here in Point Hope, Alaska. And there was a time there when she had to go back to New York for health reasons. And uh, so it was just me and my dog. And uh, of course, you know, she's good company and all that. Here I am in this house uh, by myself with my dog. And uh, I would talk to her and say, you know, good morning, all that kind of stuff. And and you might be thinking, boy, this guy's crazy. <laughs> but uh, don't say that because I know you do it too. If you've got a dog, I know exactly what you do. So don't, don't make fun of me. But if you don't have a dog, then if you did have one, you'd understand also. But, but you know, the amazing thing is, is that no matter how many times I would talk to my dog and and, uh, you know, she might uh, kind of cock her head off to the side and look at me or raise her ears a little bit. Or, you know, she might even, uh, you know, put her paw up to shake my hand or whatever. Uh, you know, that's a blessing. That's, that's all good and everything. But, you know, she didn't fill the void of human conversation. And, you know, she, listen, she didn't have a conversation with me. Now, uh, you know, the reason why is because she does not have a soul. This, my dog does not have a soul. Uh, you know, I lo- like I said, I love animals and all that, but there is a difference. There is a difference between animals and plant life and all that and in uh, human beings. You know, when God created everything, the animals in the sea, of course, they're in Genesis chapter 1, the animals in the land or on the land, the animals in the air, uh, all the fowl in the air and all that, uh, none of those filled God's desire to have fellowship. Listen, we know, of course, in the beginning, God, okay? So in the very beginning, before time even began, here was God. He was just there for uh, eternity. We can't, we can't comprehend that. And then uh, he just says, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create some things here. And, uh, you know, when he created those animals, they did not fill that void. Just as a dog or an animal doesn't fill that human void that we need to have fellowship, uh, those animals didn't fill that void either. Uh, you look at the angels even. Look with me to Hebrews chapter 1. We, of course, know that the angels were there, uh, sons of God. They were there when God created the earth and all that. 
and uh, the sons of God shouted for joy and all that uh, in the foundation when He created the foundations of the world. But look at uh, Hebrews chapter one. Look at verse thirteen. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Uh, angels are amazing. I mean, angels have, we, we, we already went over a study on angels. We're not going to go into the whole thing. But, you know, angels are very powerful. They're very wise. Um, they always do, those that haven't fallen, they always do the will of God the Father and and uh, all that. I mean, they do exactly what God tells them to do. And there's angels up there right now. And then you've got also, also the cherubim and seraphim and all that, that uh, just give glory and honor to God and say, holy, 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 uh, all day long, all night long to the Lord Jesus Christ and, and to God the Father. And uh, so you've got these angels, but you never see God coming down. All right. You never see God really uh, speaking and having a long conversation with any angels in your Bible. Look at me at Psalm 19. Uh, Psalm 19, and we're going to look at some more of the creation here. And uh, if you're not sure where I'm going yet, uh, just just wait a few more minutes here, and and it'll make sense to you. But in Psalm 19, so we just went over all the animals, we went over uh, even the angels, um, and still they didn't fill that void that God uh, really desired, you know. And what we would desire is to have uh, just uh, human conversation, a fellowship, one with another. Look at Psalm 19, look at verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. So, again, you know, the creation, the days and the nights and all that, they speak and they show knowledge. Look at verse 3. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. So they have a language, they have a voice, the whole creation. Look at verse 4. Their line has gone out throughout all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. You would say, well, look at that. I mean, I uh, hear they're speaking. Well, yeah, they're speaking, but they're not speaking like a uh, conversation, a full conversation back and forth between God. They do speak, but it's not like they're giving a conversation back and forth to God. Look at uh, Psalm 96. Now, they can make, you know, the creation can make some noise and, and can give glory to God, and that's what they do. Of course, Romans chapter 1 uh, verse 20 says, For the invisible things of him, talking about God from the creation of the world, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. God has this creation here, and mankind can ignore God all he wants and pretend he's not there. But of course, we know that uh, the creation shows the invisible God right now that we can't see. Um, look at Psalm 96. Look at verse 11. The Bible says, Let the heavens rejoice. And let the earth be glad, let the sea roar, and the fullness thereof. Listen, uh, we're right here, we're about, uh, we can just walk even less than a mile to the Arctic Ocean here, and you talk about hearing the sea roar. I mean, that thing, especially when the wind gets uh, uh, going really fast here, that sea gets really loud and boisterous, and it roars. Uh, You talk about uh, trying to speak over that or trying to hear over that. Uh, That is a loud voice that that sea gives out. Look at verse 12. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice. So again, the God's creation, I mean, it can roar. It can rejoice over God and the heavens rejoice and the woods rejoice and uh, the fields be joyful and all that. And they can give glory to God, but it's not the same thing. It's not, again, it's not that conversation that fellowship that God was looking for. Look at Psalm 98 and look at verse 7. 
The Bible says here, Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together. Again, that sea clapping the hands. That's what it sounds like sometimes. Look at Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. It's unfortunate sometimes, but... uh, Kind of a side note here, a lot of times God's creation, those that do not have a soul, give more glory to God and rejoice more uh, for the things of God than uh, we do. And that's a shame. Uh, look, at, look at Luke chapter 19, look at verse 39. Luke chapter 19 and verse 39 says this, And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. I mean, here they're uh, you know, giving glory to the Lord Jesus Christ and all that. And, of course, the Pharisees hate it. And they're saying, listen, tell them to be quiet. Look at verse 40. Uh, the Bible says here in verse 40, And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. So, I mean, we, we could go over, you know, Balaam's ass and all that. That that just speaks for uh, for just a, a moment that God allows it to happen and all that. And, and yes, they do speak, and every once in a while, of course, God says that the that the stones could cry out if if mankind holds their peace and all that. But again, uh, by and large, there is no way that the rest of creation can have a conversation with God. You know what you don't see? You don't see in the especially the Gospels or anywhere else where God or Jesus Christ as God in human flesh comes down. And you don't see him just uh, communicating with animals. You don't just see him coming down and having a conversation with a pig, okay? You don't have him uh, having a conversation with, with a, uh, you know, a beast of the field or, or just having a, a back-and-forth conversation with him. Uh, you don't see him spending time also with angels where he's just having a huge conversation back-and-forth with angels because, again, they're spirits. They don't have a soul either. Uh, you don't see him coming down and uh, speaking to rocks and speaking to trees back-and-forth. Uh, it just doesn't happen. And uh, the reason why is because none of those have a living soul. Uh, none of the beasts in the field, none of the, uh, of course, the plant life, none of the uh, animals in the sea, none of the fowls of the air, uh, n- not even angels, none of them, none of those things of God's creation have a soul. And you and I are special. Uh, Adam and Eve and those descendants of Ab- Adam and Eve, which is uh, the humankind, the human race, we are all specifically built by God as a trinity with a soul, just like God Almighty, to spend time with Him. You know, it can be overwhelming and intimidating when you look at how vast this universe is. You go into those different things that show you how big the, the universe really is. And, and uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable how many trillions and trillions of stars there are and uh, I mean, we are small. You talk about, you know, Earth just in of itself, or uh, I mean, just uh, I mean, just the planets that are around us, and and you talk about how small we really are. It can get intimidating and say, "Wow, I mean, look how small we are," and we are. But the amazing thing is, is that the, out of the whole entire creation, the whole entire universe, no matter how big that thing is, which is huge, is vast, uh, we are the most special creation that God has ever created. Out of all the planets, stars, I mean, Milky, Milky Ways, everything. Out of all those things, we are the most amazing creation that God has ever created, even out of all those things. Uh, we are able to spend time with God. None of those other things can. We can spend time with God. You know, it's a huge privilege 
for you and I as Christians to be able to pray and spend time with him. But many times we look at it as, oh my goodness, I got to, all right, I got to, you know, set this time aside and I have to, you know, I have to do this. I have to pray or I'm not going to be right with God. We need to stop looking at it that way and say, no, it's, man, this is a privilege. We are created in a special way. Look at Genesis chapter three. Genesis chapter 3. So my first point here is we are created from the beginning to spend time with God. From the beginning, God has created us specifically to have fellowship with Him. And what a blessing. Look at Genesis chapter 3. Back here to our opening passage in Genesis chapter 3. Look at verse 8 here. The Bible says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, just like you would always do. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Uh, verse 9, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. You know, I'm sure Adam and Eve, uh, they weren't thinking of the consequences that they were going to lose their fellowship with God when they sinned. But that's exactly what happened. Look at verse 22. Uh, verse 22, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Listen, that quick small, seemingly small sin to them of taking that tree of the knowledge of good and evil and eating and partaking of that. Uh, they didn't think about the consequences, but they were huge. They were they were tremendous, uh, terrible consequences, which was they lost their fellowship with the Lord. They lost that amazing fellowship where they're able to walk in the garden every day with the Lord. And uh, God had to banish them from the garden. Look at Psalm 66. Go back to, with me to the book of Psalms. I want you to see here, we were created specifically an unbelievable creation, you and I, mankind, to spend time with the Lord. But you know what separates us and what separates um, our fellowship between us and God? Look at Psalm 66, look at verse 18. Psalm 66, verse 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Sin breaks our fellowship with God. Sin is the most damaging thing on the face of this planet. You talk about, you know, different, uh, uh, you know, tanks and different uh, artillery and all those types of weapons and and, and things like that. Uh, those don't even come close to the dangerous effects of sin. Sin is the most terrible thing, and many times uh, the world, especially, but even Christians, just take it so lightly. Listen, if, if, number one, if you're not saved, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, uh, that sin, you're dead in trespasses and sins, the Bible says. You're aliens from the commonwealth of God. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. If you're uh, listening to this right now and you don't know for sure whether or not you're a child of God, you don't know for sure if you're born again, you don't know if you've had your sins forgiven, washed away, you don't know if you're on your way to heaven for sure, uh, then uh, I would really pray to the Lord and say, Lord, would you make it clear to me if I am saved or not? Listen, uh, Cornelius, of course, in uh, Acts chapter 10, uh, he was a lost man, okay? And he was able to pray to God at least and be able to get some direction and, and figure out that he was lost. He was a very religious man, but he was on his way to hell. 
And the same thing for you. You might be very religious, but uh, you've never received him as your savior. He'll listen so far as you to say, you know, Lord, give me the truth. Show me if I'm lost or not. But outside of that, he's not uh, He's not uh, going to be made to listen to you. Look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2. This is those that are saved now. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. And you hath he quickened, <clears throat> which means to be made alive, who are dead in trespasses and sins. Um, look at verse Five, even when you were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are ye saved. Uh, look at verse 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you were sometimes, uh, who were sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Uh, if you are Listen to this right now, and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need to. Look at uh, verse 8 here, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You know, when Jesus Christ died on that cross, one of the last things he ever said was, It is finished. And all the work, the redeeming work that needed to be done to redeem your soul, to wash away all your sins, cleanse all your sins, past, present, and future, was finished on that cross when he shed that blood, when he gave up the ghost, when his soul went down to hell, and then it went over to the paradise section for the rest of the three days, and then he rose again on the third day. He finished all of that work on that cross And uh, he says, now all you have to do is call upon me, repent of your sins, and call upon me. Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're trying to pray the Lord and and do all these things, and and, uh, turn with me to Acts chapter 10 real quick, and we'll just look at uh, Cornelius. I wasn't going to go there, but I just want to show you real quick. Um, Here is uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a a centurion of the band called the Italian band. A lot of times, you know, a band is just a group of soldiers, okay? So here was a a man many times in charge of at least 100 soldiers, okay? And verse 2, a devout man. So Cornelius was very devout. He's uh, faithful in his religion. Verse 2, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. But you know, we find out that uh, he was lost, he was not saved. Uh, You go to verse 43 all the way to verse 48 and you find out that he finally gets saved. So he's praying and and he's truthfully searching for the Lord. And if you're here today listening to this and you're not sure if you're saved or not, you're not sure if you have your sins uh, washed away, why don't you just pray to the Lord and say, Lord, if I'm not saved, make it clear to me. And uh, if you're not 100% sure, I would I would just say, Lord, I want to be saved and know for sure. Lord, would you please cleanse my soul for what you did on that cross? You, you died for me, were buried, rose again. I trust only in what you did on that cross for me. Uh, just by dying for me, Lord, doing what I could never do, living a perfect life, and then dying, rising again, and you can wash away my sins in your blood. Lord, would you please save my soul? And if you do that and you truly believe that in your heart, he will. Look at Revelation chapter 3. For those of us that are saved, sin still will separate you from God. Again, we just read that verse there in Psalm 66. Look at Revelation chapter 3. I mean, you saw there Adam and Eve... They had a perfect relationship with the Lord, but what broke it? Well, they disobeyed God, and they were hiding from Him. And that's that's what Christians do. You know, there's that saying about this Bible. 
This book will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from this book. And that's so true. And I believe that applies also, and maybe even more so, to prayer. Listen, uh, your sin will keep you from prayer, or prayer will keep you from sin. I, I, I totally believe in that. Because so many times we hide from God and we don't pray to the Lord because we know we haven't gotten things right with Him. Look at uh, Revelation chapter 3, look at verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. God's on the outside. Jesus Christ is on the outside of the door of your heart. And uh, why is he on the outside? Well, sin. And he's knocking. He said, listen, just let, just let me come in. And we're hiding from him just like um, Adam and Eve did. Look at uh, Song of Solomon, chapter 5. Song of Solomon, chapter 5. And of course, Song of Solomon is... Um, if you look spiritually here, it's a great type and picture of the relationship that Jesus Christ has with the church. And Song of Solomon chapter 5, look at verse 2. I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh. So, uh, that the woman here that's sleeping, all right, she says, I sleep, but my heart waketh. Okay, that, that, that is a picture of us, the church, the body of Christ. And it says, it is the voice of my beloved that knocketh. Okay, so again, there is Jesus Christ, a picture of Jesus Christ, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. For my head is filled with dew, and my locks with the drops of the night. I have put off my coat, how shall I put it on? I have washed my feet, how shall I defile them? My beloved put in his hand by the hole of the door, and my bowels removed for him." So again, in verse 2, Lord's asking, listen, let me in. Let me in. I want to come in and spend time and fellowship with you. That's why I created you. And look at verse 3. It says right there, uh, you know, she says, and that would be us, we're, we're making excuses. Well, Lord, I mean, it's just not time right now. I've got so many things going on. You know, uh, right now is not the time that I've, you know, set aside to be able to talk to you or have fellowship with you. And then in verse 4, he keeps trying to spend time with us. And look at verse 5. Finally. All right, we make the choice. Okay, Lord, I guess I will spend time with you. Verse 5, I rose up to open to my beloved, and my hands dropped with myrrh, and my fingers with sweet-smelling myrrh upon the handles of the lock. Look verse 6. I opened to my beloved, but, by, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. You know, sometimes the Lord just has certain select times when he really wants to just have close fellowship with us. Now, we know he wants to spend time with us every second we can, okay? But there are certain times when, and, and I know if you've been saved for any length of time, you know the Lord's getting a hold of your heart and saying, listen, right now we can have sweet, sweet fellowship. And we make excuses or we say we're busy or we can't excuse ourselves from maybe people over and we really should just go into a closet, go into a room, close the door, and spend time with him. But sometimes we wait 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour, and then we get in finally, and the Lord will be there. But boy, it's not going to be as close fellowship as when he wanted to, you to at that moment. Look at Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. You say, is that sin? Well, I mean, if God's asking to talk to you right then and there, and you don't do it, uh, yeah, it is. Look at Isaiah 55. Look at verse 6, Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. I love the fact that 
God will abundantly pardon. What what a sinner I am. You know, of course, Paul, greatest Christian probably that ever lived and ever will live. Of course, uh, he said in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, um, that Jesus Christ came to uh, redeem or to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul said, listen, I, not only was I the chiefest of sinners, but I still am. And the closer you get to the Lord Jesus Christ, the more sinful you'll see you really are. And... Um, and boy, he had a close relationship with the Lord. And the reason why is because he kept asking the Lord, Lord, would you please pardon my sins? You know, there's there's something about asking the Lord to wash away your sins, forgive your sins, get your uh, account cleansed now that you're saved, and then having that close fellowship with the Lord. There's nothing like it. Look with me to uh, Genesis chapter 5. You know what we need to do as Christians? We need to get back... Uh, to fellowship with the Lord. You know what's easy for us as uh, Bible believers especially to do? And uh, I'm, I'm guilty of this. And maybe you're not. But it's easy as Bible-believing Christians to get the doctrine all right. You know, we, we got it in our Bibles. We got it ready. If anybody asks us questions, you know, we know all this stuff on the angels. We know all this stuff on the second coming of Christ. And we should know all this stuff. Give, be ready to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We should. We should have all that stuff ready. Uh, and it's easy many times for us to go to church and attend church and to witness and, and read our Bibles uh, in, in those kinds of things. But you know many times we don't have a balanced Christian walk with the Lord and many times we are hindered or we stop or we don't do what we should in regards to prayer with the Lord. And our walk with the Lord is not balanced. It's an unbalanced walk with the Lord. And you know, God specifically created you and I to have fellowship with Him. And prayer is so, so important. We, we're, we were created to spend time with Him. Look at uh, Genesis chapter 5. Of, again, we saw there in Genesis chapter 3 that Adam and Eve, they lost that close relationship with the Lord. And so here is some men, we're going to see two men, that even in a wicked generation, a wicked world, which of course we're in right now too, they were able to still have that close fellowship with the Lord. You say, well, it's too hard right now. I mean, there's just too much wickedness in this world to have a close relationship with the Lord like I should. Uh, don't make that excuse. Look at Genesis chapter 5. Look at verse 21. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and 5 years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Here is Enoch. And you talk about, I mean, just a man of God that finally is walking with God. It says right there, he walked with God. Uh, that's exactly what Adam and Eve did before they, uh, of course, be they sinned uh, in the garden there. And you talk about him, Enoch, living in a terrible, sinful world. Look at uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Uh, the time that this was written here during Enoch's time, and we're going to see here Noah's time, just wicked, just wicked generation, sin all over the place, but Enoch was still able to walk with God, have close fellowship with the Lord. Uh, we don't have an excuse. Look at Genesis chapter 6 verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. 
The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Here is Noah, and he's the other man that's said that he walked with God. Just as Adam and Eve had done before they fell, he walked with God. What a blessing. Well, that's what you and I need to do. Look at Leviticus chapter 26. Leviticus chapter 26. We live in a perverse generation, a wicked generation, and uh, the end times here of the church age, and in more than ever, do we need to start walking with the Lord? Not just going to church, not not just reading our Bibles, not just witnessing, not just studying our Bibles and all that. We need to walk with God in regards to our fellowship by praying, by by spending time with Him in prayer, getting our accounts, our sins settled and, and cleared in the blood of Jesus Christ, and uh, and then spending close time with Him, close communion. Look at uh, Leviticus chapter twenty six. Look at verse eighteen. Leviticus chapter twenty six. And verse 18 says, And if ye will not yet for all this hearken unto me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins, and I will break the pride of your power, and I will make your heaven as iron and your earth as brass. You know, you can spend time with the Lord, but if you don't get your sins and your accounts underneath the blood of Christ and washed away by asking Him for forgiveness now that you're saved... Uh, you're not going to lose your salvation if you don't do that. But you know what you're going to lose? You're going to lose that fellowship. Because when your prayers, you're lifting up your prayers, you can pray for hours a day. And if you haven't gotten your sins uh, forgiven by God and apologized for Him and asked Him for forgiveness, uh, then your heaven is going to be like iron and your earth is brass. It's going to be a hard life walking on this earth. And that uh, that heaven's going to be iron. Your prayers are going to go past the clouds. And God, uh, God won't listen to those. You know, we need to we need to get right with the Lord. Our sins. Look at First uh, John chapter one. First John chapter one. And First John chapter one, verse three. The Bible says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Again, there is that fellowship. Our fellowship should be with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, and of course with all other believers. Look at verse 4. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Listen, when your fellowship is close with the Lord, uh, everything's right. Your accounts are right. Boy, you have a, you have a joyful life. Look at verse five. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. A lot of Christians are just walking in sin, are just sinning and and going about their lives, still going to church and still witnessing and things like that. But they're not getting their uh, sins underneath the blood. They're not trying to walk a holy life. And they're saying they have fellowship with the Lord, but they're lying. Look at verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, uh, people might say, well, this is talking about getting saved. Well, no, look at uh, chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. All right? Um, look at verse 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. So he's writing all these things and he's saying, listen, you're already saved. You're already sealed until the day of redemption. You have your sins forgiven. 
all right, you're my little children, you're sons of God, but we still need to confess our sins. Verse 9 and all that, to have close fellowship with the Lord. You know, there was a couple, a man and a woman that, of course, were in the country and uh, they were an old farm couple and they were driving in their truck, in their pickup truck there. And, you know, the wife looked over uh, distance from her husband there. He was driving behind the wheel and she said, you know, we never sit all snuggled up in the truck like we used to. And the husband just looked at her and he said, well, listen, I haven't moved. I have to be behind the wheel. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of truth in that. Uh, God, listen, if, if we are not all close with the Lord like we used to be. God hasn't moved. Listen, he's, he's exactly where we left him. But just like that woman that moved further away from her husband went over to the window of that truck, uh, the same thing we do. We, we, we are the ones that have moved. Our sin has caused us to be removed from being close to our Savior. You know what we need to do? We need to move ourselves back in a close fellowship with him. You know, imagine that day that uh, Enoch was called up into heaven. I mean, he was spending, you know... 365 years with the Lord, praying down here, walking with him. Imagine when Enoch was finally uh, translated and, uh, and was taken up into heaven. His faith finally turned into sight. I mean, what a day that must have been for him to finally see the Lord face to face. And what about you? What about me? You know, will we be excited for that day when the Lord comes back? Or uh, will we be ashamed because of the lack of time and prayer that we spend with the Lord? I mean, can you imagine Enoch when he goes to heaven and finally says, Lord, I mean, I've been walking with you every single day and finally I get to spend that close one-on-one like Adam and Eve did, just just walking in the cool of the day uh, together. Uh, not just down here on the earth and you up in heaven. And the same thing will happen for us. But I hope we won't be ashamed. You know, in, uh, in the uh, 1880s, a young man, who was a Christian, he wrote on a scrap of paper the following resolutions. He said, you know, I don't want to just be a nominal Christian. You know, I, I don't want to just be saved yet so as by fire and, and you know, just get to heaven, just kind of sleeping through my Christian walk and not spending any time with the Lord. He, he wrote down what he wanted to at least strive for and to reach uh, in his Christian walk with the Lord. And he wrote on this scrap of, uh, scrap of paper here the following resolutions. It says this, I do promise God that I will rise early every morning to have a few minutes, not less than five, in private prayer. I will endeavor to conduct myself as a humble, meek, and zealous follower of Jesus. And by serious witness and warning, I will try to lead others to think of the needs of their immortal souls. I hereby vow to read no less than four chapters in God's word every day. I will cultivate a spirit of self-denial and will yield myself a prisoner of love to the Redeemer of the world. You know who that young man was? was William Booth. He later led thousands, thousands and thousands to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the founder of the Salvation Army. And that's back when that Salvation Army was uh, about souls getting saved, helping people out, of course, financially and all that, but uh, focused solely on seeing souls get saved. I mean, you talk about um, a great personal devotion and writing those things down. That's what we need to do. And you say, you know what, I'm going to make sure that I at least, at least spend five minutes of prayer a day, uh, that I at least read four chapters of the Bible. You know, we, we need to make, um, uh, put down on a scrap of paper, put down on our wall somewhere, put a paper and put it up on the wall and say, listen, this is what I'm going to do every day. And I, I want to make sure I do that to walk with the Lord. Again, as Bible believers, it can be easy just to do everything else. And yes, you can walk with the Lord, of course, going to church and witnessing and reading your Bible. You should do all those things. But that close fellowship 
is you talking to God. You talking to God and, and having that conversation. No other creation on this earth was created with a soul. You and I were. We are created specifically from the beginning by God to have fellowship with Him. But again, sin separates our fellowship between us and the Lord. And we must start spending time with God again. We need to. That's why we were created. If you want to bring Him glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things for Thy pleasure uh, and honor thou art, that uh, they were created. That's the whole reason why we were created. Re- Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. For His glory, for His honor, for His power, we were created for His pleasure. And He's not going to get any pleasure from us if we're not spending time with Him. So, uh, of course, Adam and Eve lost that close fellowship with the Lord, but we can get it back. If you're lost, never receive Christ as your Savior. Uh, receive Him today as your Savior. Ask Him to save your soul. Repent of your sins. Know you're a sinner on your way to hell and ask Him to save your soul. And if you're saved, uh, make sure your sins, your accounts are cleared and spend time in prayer with the Lord. You and I, uh, the whole human race, were created to spend time with Him, to spend time with God. Thank you, guys. Amen. Uh uh, you know, if no one else gets anything out of that lesson, I felt like that lesson was like made for me. <laughs> uh, Amen. Appreciate it. Amen. Very good. How about you guys? Well, I thought it was a good study, good admonition. Uh, it's always good to be reminded about uh, you know fellowship with the Lord and and you know just being reminded that we were created specially for Him to be able to have that that fellowship. Um. I was reminded of a verse, Matt, that probably capsulizes what you were talking about. So found in Psalm 4, and it says this, uh, beginning in verse 2, O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn, after, uh, turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing Selah? But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him, stand in awe and sin not. Noon with your own heart upon your bed and be still, Selah. And that kind of says it all. I mean, you know, that communing with God is, is uh, I guess you could say it's non-interrupted. It's, it's something, you know, if you can get to that point where you can, just at any moment, you, you thank God for, you know, this or that, or uh, you thank God, you know, just today I was, you know, how the, how, how the devil sometimes brings things to your mind to, cause you to sin and i've tried to to take that and turn that into a positive in that whenever those thoughts come up i you know just thank god for for keeping me from uh some of those things that would have brought me down and and taken me down a path that i might not have come out of and and just commune with him even at the drop of a hat Uh, it can be verbal it could be nonverbal. Uh, but it, it, nonetheless, it's that communication with him, and that I think the the word that the the Bible uses is the right word is commune. And uh, you know, whether you're on your bed, as the Psalm says here, and just thinking about him and and thanking him and praising him and and uh, uh, praying uh, for things, whether it's intercession or whether it's things about your own needs, uh, you know that. That communication with God is is something that's really necessary. And one other thing, if I might, is is this: uh, I find in my own life that there's times when, like you said at the beginning, where we take prayer as a as a a necessity. 
something that we're supposed to do. And oftentimes with that kind of an attitude, we don't break through, my term, the wall that's there with all the junk that the world sets forth and all the things going on in our life and all the troubles and the trials that we don't allow the Lord just to, to melt all that away so that there's unencumbered uh, fellowship and communion with him. We, we don't spend enough time to let him break through all of that stuff and let all that stuff kind of melt away from our own heart and our own mind so that that real fellowship can take place. So, uh, appreciate the study, appreciate the reminder, and uh, hope to take some of this stuff and uh, uh, re- revisit it in my own heart and my own life. Amen. Amen. It's a very important study. It's a very important theme in the Christian life, and it's really necessary for every Christian. But uh, I'd say especially those that are in the ministry don't want to miss this point about the Christian life. Um, it comes to be that uh, Mary and Martha thing. Uh, a lot of times people get so busy in the ministry, they're like Martha in the Bible. They're cumbered about much serving, and then they begin to get upset and they begin to kind of pull their spiritual hair out. And then they're complaining, how come she's not helping me and I'm the only one doing everything and Lord, don't you care about me? And just goes goes to pieces. Whereas if you sit at Jesus' feet like Mary did, uh, that's where you're going to draw the strength and the power to serve the Lord effectively. It's the time that, that we spend alone with the Lord. Um, he ministers to us. He, he shows us things. The disciples spent time alone with him. And in the Gospels, there's a place there where it says, and when they were alone, uh, he expounded all things to his disciples. So a little things there. And um, in our Bible, as we read the Bible, uh, he, he talks to us. That's one part of the communion. And then praying, we talk to him. That's That's another part of it. And of course, as Brother Matt was mentioning, we keep sin out of our life. We're to work at that. And as you do that, that keeps the fellowship close. And then this the walking with God that uh, Enoch did and that um, Noah uh, did, that's just con- continual communion. It's, it's mm-hmm. walking with them, talking with them through the day and, and throughout our life. And as I hear the study, I'm, I'm reminded, you know, my time... Uh, in Pensacola, Florida, at the Bible Baptist Church and the Pensacola Bible Institute in the days of Dr. Ruckman. Uh, Dr. Ruckman taught us repeatedly and taught us well that the most important thing in our lives was our personal fellowship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And I am so thankful he emphasized that and, and that he did because as long as uh, I make that a priority, it helps everything else in my life to fall into place. And, and that's how it works for all of us. So, uh, thank you for the the study and the exhortation. Amen. 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 Matt, did you say there were more parts to this, or? Yeah, it's a kind of a four part study that I've done. So there's probably at least three more that I might do. Amen. Well, again, we appreciate it, and thank you for putting the the time in and bringing that for us today. Well, amen. It's good for my good for my walk for sure. Amen. Well, that was episode 69, created to spend time with him. So that means we're coming up on 70 for the next one, Lord willing. With the banjo special. <laughs> and your... They're your solo. Your vocal extraordinaire. I'll only do it if we all do a quartet. That's what we all do. <laughs> oh boy, it's changing every it's time. Really, no, yeah, it really is. Speaking of quartet... <laughs> 
let me save you here, Matt. Speaking of quartets, uh, one of our men uh, tuned into the podcast, oh, several weeks, maybe a month or two ago, and uh, he really enjoyed our introductory song and our, our exit song here. And so um, four of our men were working on that for a special and then uh, yesterday on Father's Day, they they did it as a men's quartet and oh, amen. turned out really well. Amen. I was supposed to send you that sound clip for it too, wasn't I? You know, in the in the process of cleaning up the uh, studio, which created all kinds of havoc with these spaghetti wires, I actually found that CD. Oh, amen. It, it was lost. So, could send you the the. Uh, that's that uh, sound clip, and uh, I could could have done it through Dropbox now, but at the time I couldn't find it. Well, they they somehow did it without us. Imagine that. Amen. <laughs> Do you record it? Uh, yes, it should be recorded. Mm. Lord willing, we've got it down. I think we'll be able to hear and it. Yeah, well, and we want to do it again as well. Amen. For um, we have Lord willing our revival meeting, which comes. Uh, the end of the summer over uh, Labor Day weekend. Amen. Do it again. Amen. Well, guys, again, thanks again. And Lord willing, we'll see you next time. And hopefully that'll be sooner than this last time here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right, guys. Talk to you later. In the skies, where no one dies, heavenward This has been a production of the That's in the Bible podcast. To leave a comment or to ask a question, visit our website at thatsinthebible.com or email us at thatsinthebible at gmail.com or call our listener feedback voicemail at 716-584-1611. Again, that's 716-584-1611. As always, thanks for listening and press on.